the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. And so it should be done, our prayer should be done as a dialogue and not a monologue. So, so that's prayer, but supplications, the word supplication that is used here. Dear ones, this is making reference to the requests that we bring to the Lord to fill a need that we have in our lives that is either real or perceived by us. So it could be a real need, like, Lord, I'm starving and I need some food. That is a real need. Or it could be a perceived need in the sense that it is something that you believe you need, even though it might not really be something that you really need. And so those are the supplications. Paul says, bring all those things, your real needs, your perceived needs, whatever it is, those requests, bring them to the Lord. And we are to do all of this with thanksgiving. That is, we are to do all of these things with an attitude of heart and an attitude of mind that is grateful, that is thankful, and that is appreciative for all that the Lord has done, is doing, and will do on our behalf. We are to do it with thanksgiving. And so as we look at what we're told here in just these few verses, uh, these few words in the scripture, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. In just those few words, we have established for us here, dear ones, are basically three statements. The three statements are this. I am to worry about nothing. I am to pray about everything. And I am to be thankful for all things. That's it. Summarize this whole verse of scripture. Three statements. Pray about everything. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Be thankful in all things. Now, dear ones, it is because of what we are being encouraged to do here that there are several things that we need to take note of. One thing, dear ones, is that if I actually put into practice in my life what the Lord is encouraging me to do here, this should have a dramatic effect on my prayer life. If I actually put into practice what the Lord says that I'm to do here, worry about nothing, 
pray about everything, be thankful for all things. If I actually put that into practice, that should have a dramatic impact on my prayer life. If my response to worry is for me to instead bring those issues before the Lord in prayer, then if any, any of you are like me, dear ones, as many times and as much as I am tempted to worry about stuff, if any of you are like me, dear ones, my responding to things in this way should cause me to see a dramatic increase in my prayer life. Most times the problems come in because I don't respond this way. I just start worrying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't go to the word of God and say, Lord, what do you tell me to do? How, what's, what's your prescription for how to deal with worry? I don't do that. I just start worrying. And that's when all the issues start happening and the, and the problems and the headaches and the loss of sleep and the high blood pressure and the stress and the arguing with my spouse and all the other stuff. That's what comes. That's where it comes from, because I'm worrying about stuff rather rather than responding to things the way God says in his word. And so, dear ones, as I said, when, if I do this, if I apply this to my life, it will I should be seeing a dramatic increase in my prayer life. Uh, um. And dear ones, it is as it is, it is with this as it is with anything else in life. That being, the more you do it, the more proficient you become at it. The more you do something, the more proficient you become at doing that something. And so dear ones, if I apply what the Lord is telling me to do here with regards to dealing with the issue of worry, if I apply this to my life, then this should allow me to see myself going from someone who may struggle with and feel awkward in my ability to pray to becoming someone who feels comfortable and confident in my ability to pray effectively. Because now my times of engaging in prayer have dramatically increased. A lot of people feel awkward about praying and they feel awkward about speaking out loud and praying out loud. But dear ones, if you're doing this, you, you should become pretty proficient. Pretty quick with your ability to pray. Another thing that we want to take note of, dear ones, is that doing things in this way requires me to see that praying, prayer, and worry are incompatible with one another. Amen. Prayer and worry are incompatible with one another. Prayer and worry are incompatible with one another, dear ones, in the sense that prayer is to be seen as the solution or the remedy or the antidote to worry. Prayer is the antidote to worry. But when I worry, that nullifies and neutralizes the power and the potential and the potency of my prayers. And so in order, and so it's because of these things, dear ones, that the two of those things, they cannot coexist with one another. One must stop so that the other can start. Everybody understand what I'm saying? If I, if, if I start praying, then that should stop me from worrying. Amen. If I start praying about everything, that should help me to stop worrying about everything. I like the way Jay Moss said it in one of his songs, he, in, in one of the lyrics of his songs. He basically says it this way. He says, if you're going to worry, then don't pray. But if you're going to pray, then don't worry. It's kind of nice. And when you put a heavy bass beat behind that, it sounds real good. If you're going to pray, don't worry. But if you're going to worry, don't pray. Because you're nullifying the potency, the power, the effectiveness of your prayers. 
still a third thing for us to see, dear ones, is that if the giving of thanks is supposed to be a part of the prayers and the supplications that I offer to the Lord, then that is going to require me to begin to see those things that have the capacity to cause me to worry in a completely different way. If thanksgiving is to be a part of the prayers and the supplications that I am offering to the Lord in my prayers, and I'm supposed to give those with thanksgiving, then that is going to require me to see, as I said, the capac- those things that have the capacity to cause me to worry. I've got to begin to see those things in a completely different way. For many of us, myself included again, our view and our perception of those things that have the capacity to cause us to worry usually cause our thoughts and our emotions to lean towards being more negative, more downward moving in their progress. They're, they're more hopeless and, and problem filled, more stress producing and stress inducing, more dark, more depressing, more gloomy. If any of you are like me, when you start to worry, those are the kinds of thoughts you have. You don't worry about good things. You don't worry about blessings. You don't worry about the Lord increasing you. No, those ain't the kind of thoughts I have. It's usually dark, depressing, gloomy, negative, woe is me, poe me, can't nobody, ain't anybody got it as hard as me, that kind of stuff. And so dear ones, if, but now if Thanksgiving is, to be, is supposed to be incorporated into how I respond to worry, I now need to see and view my problems in a completely different way because I now have to find something in them or about them that I can be thankful for or I can be thankful about. Lord have mercy. I now have to look at my problems in a different way. Because there's got to be something in this situation that I can be thankful for or thankful about. Lord have mercy. Now, dear ones, if I were to say that doing things in this way would be easy or simple or not a problem at all, dear ones, I'd be lying. I'm just lying. I'm just standing before you lying. Anybody that says, no, you can do this, it's easy. It's in the word of God, so it's easy. No, they're just lying to you. And dear ones, if I were to say that doing things in this way had the potential to be kind of difficult or somewhat problematic or a little bit hard to do, dear ones, that's a severe understatement. That is a severe understatement. And so I want to be clear in what I'm saying here because I am not saying that we are to be thankful for the problem itself. I'm not saying that. And that's not what Paul is saying. That's not what the Lord is saying to us through Paul. To be thankful for the problem itself. Or I am thankful that God has given me something to worry about. That is not what we're talking about here. Dear ones, we are to be, what we are to be thankful for is that despite what we are going through, there are certain truths and certain facts that we can hold to and find strength in. Truths like God is good. That's a a truth you can hold to. When you're faced with the issue of worry, you can hold to that truth. I may be faced with, I may be feeling like I want to worry, but I know I serve a good God. God is good. I can hold to that truth that the Lord does love me. I know that he loves me. The proof that he loves me was hanging on a cross on Calvary. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So I know he loves me. 
I can hold to the truth that God is in control of everything. He hasn't abdicated his throne and he hasn't left his throne. He is still in control of everything. And I can hold to the truth that the Lord will see me through this. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. And so, as I said, there was when we find ourselves feeling that we want to worry and what we will find is that we will do these things. If we'll just take what the Lord says to us in his in his word here and exercise our faith and put it into practice in our lives. If we will do that, dear ones, what we will begin to discover is that the impact of it that it will begin to have on our lives it will help us to avoid those times of slipping into deep seasons of depression because of worry. It will help us to see life in a more hopeful and hope-filled way. It will help us to begin to discover a new source of strength, a new source of resilience, a new source of tenacity that we can begin to access and have available to us. And it will help us to see, it will help us to become less pessimistic and more optimistic as we deal with the various situations that we deal with in life. One of the reasons, um, one of the things that, as I said, that we're, we're talking about this, the Lord has impressed upon us to deal with this issue, dear ones, and I just want for us to keep this in mind. As we're going about our days, as we're going through our, our various days and going to work or going to school or going to running errands or whatever else it is, and we're hearing these statements, we're hearing these reports about people worrying and depression and anxiety and all these various things rising at, at, at skyrocket levels. One thing I want for us to take, be, be mindful of and always keep in mind, because what we are seeing is record numbers of people today who are struggling with anxiety and depression primarily because they either have forgotten or have never learned to be thankful. That's it. It's just that simple. We're seeing, as I said, depression and anxiety at record levels. But the core reason for that is because these individuals have either never learned, nobody has ever taught them, nobody has ever taken the scriptures and broken it down like we're doing here. They have never learned or they have forgotten to be thankful. Thankful. 
thankful for what I have, thankful for who God is, thankful for who God is for me. Thankful. And so there was, as I said, it says, it, 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 we're, we're looking at this text, but it has so much contained in it. But now again, I want to be clear what I'm saying here because we are not giving thanks to the Lord for giving us something to worry about or to be worried about. That's not what we're thanking God for. Our giving of thanks is an expression of our faith because through it we are declaring to the Lord that we believe that He is the one who can resolve those things that are causing me to worry. When I give God thanks in the face of my worry, I am expressing my faith that the Lord is the one that can make the crooked things in my life straight and the rough places in my life smooth. And I am declaring to the Lord that I believe that He is the solution to all of my problems and can bring calm to all of my storms. And so when I give thanks to the Lord, I am expressing my faith. And so when we give to the Lord thanks in the face of those things that have the capacity to cause me to worry, instead of giving to the Lord those things that I am more accustomed to giving to Him during my seasons of worry, I'm more accustomed to giving things to the Lord during those times, things like complaining and grumbling and whining and murmuring. I'm used to giving those things to the Lord during my times of worry. Those things I'm accustomed to giving to the Lord. But when I turn this thing around and begin to and begin to give to the Lord, instead of my complaints, I give Him thanks. Instead of my instead of my murmuring, I give Him thanks. Instead of my groaning and moaning, I give Him thanks. When I turn this thing around, dear ones, what I am displaying is my faith and my trust and my hope in the Lord and in His ability to give me victory in, victory over, and victory through those things that are causing me to worry. That's what I'm doing. That's what happens. Lord have mercy. The last thing, and then I'll be done, at least for today, with this text. The last thing we want to notice, dear ones, is that, let's read it one more time. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, it is significant for us to take note of, Paul says that we are to let our requests be made known unto God. Now, there are several things that we want to take note of here. One thing is that we are to bring to the Lord our requests. We are bringing to the Lord our requests, not our demands, not our commands, not our orders, and not our ultimatums. Lord, you better do this, or else I ain't going to serve you. <laughs> you better do this, Lord. I, 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 Lord, I need you to do this over here right now. I, I need this happening right now. No, no, they're not orders. They're not commands. They're not demands that we are to bring to the Lord. We're to bring to the Lord our requests. Even though the Lord loves us with a deep and intense and consistent love, dear ones, that love will never be displayed for us in a way that is off balance, unhealthy, or destructive. Even though the Lord loves us with a deep, intense, and consistent love, that love will never be displayed in a way that is unhealthy, off balance, or destructive. There are two uh, imageries. There are two imageries that we are given in the word of God that describe for us the Lord's love for us and how that love will move him to act and to operate towards us. And those imageries are, dear ones, the first one is the imagery of a spouse. The imagery of a spouse. 
the Lord, we are in a covenant relationship with the Lord, and he is married to us. So that's the first imagery. The second imagery is the imagery of a parent. He is our father. Now, dear ones, in both of those relationships, the relationship of of a spouse and the relationship of a parent, in both of those relationships, when they are healthy and balanced, even though the love that one has for the other may be intense, may be severe or sincere, deep and abiding, dear ones, that love that they have will never or sh- and should never cause one person in the relationship to become subservient to the other person in the relationship. So they they then begin to do things for that other person that will not be healthy or beneficial for that other person. So uh, as a spouse, as Sister Anne as my spouse, I believe Sister Anne loves me. I hope she loves me. She at least hanging out with me for a little while. So that's always a good thing. And so I, I, I got time. I got an opportunity. Lord have mercy. But, 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 but her love for me should never, never, never cause her to be or to feel or to become subservient to me so that she begins to do things for me even though she knows the things that she's doing for me are not good for me or not healthy for me it will not be beneficial to me and as a parent, the same thing is true. As a parent for your child, you ne- should ne- your love for your child, even though it's deep and intense, it should never move you to start doing things that you know are not in the best interest of that child. Lord have mercy. The Lord loves us, but in no way whatsoever does his love for us in any way make him subservient to us. W- what we are to bring to the Lord is our requests. And when we bring our requests to the Lord, he does hear our requests. But as a loving parent and a faithful spouse, he responds to those requests in a way that will always be for the best benefit and the highest good of the one that is loved. So the Lord hears our requests. But he says, no, as a as a spouse to you and as a parent of you, I'm going to do what is best for you. The other thing that we want to take note of, dear ones, and then we'll be done, is what we are doing is we are bringing our requests before the Lord. And we are, doing our, we are bringing our requests to the Lord, and we are making them known to God. We're bringing our requests before the Lord, and we're making them known to God. Now, this point of making it known to God, we've got to flesh this out a little bit. Um, because there are several things that we need to take note of in order to understand that in a proper way. One thing, dear ones, we are not making known to God our requests in the sense that the Lord has no idea and no clue concerning what is going on with us. And he needs for us to inform him about what's going on with us. I didn't know that about you, Daryl. Marla, I had no idea you were going through that. Sean, why didn't somebody tell me you were going through those things? We're not making our requests known to God in that context. What we are doing, dear ones, is, and a better way for us to understand this whole thing of making our requests known to God, a better way of understanding it, is to see us making known to the Lord those things that are causing us to worry in the same way that a counselee opens up and shares their heart with a trusted, reliable, and confident counselor. That's a better way of looking at it, is as a counselee, you are opening up and sharing your heart 
with a trusted, reliable counselor. That is a better way of understanding what Paul is saying here when he says, make your requests known to God. Now, dear ones, there is a level and a degree of healing. There is a level and degree of release, of a lifting up of pressure and a lifting off of pressure and of restoration that begins to happen for a person when they are able to freely and openly share their heart with someone who will listen to them and not criticize them, not judge them, and not condemn them for what it is that they are saying or for how they are feeling about things. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.